Welcome to the Essential Self-Care Podcast, where we talk about all things self-care for those of us who are, let's face it, too busy for self-care. It's time to bring that same compassion that you offer to everyone else in your life to yourself as well. In this podcast, you'll hear real-life stories of how self-care transformed people's lives as they were going through life's storms. You'll learn practical, actionable tools to begin the self-care journey yourself as well. Because like I always say, small changes make a large impact. I'm your host, Dr. Sheetal Ajmani. I'm a physician, best-selling author, and the founder of Radiant Living Institute, where I guide strong, successful women to get unstuck and learn to live radiantly again through major life transitions. Through my signature program, Reclaim Your Radiance, you'll reclaim your worth, renew your energy, and restore your happiness in your life, career, and relationships. To get started, download your free guidebook, Six Simple Yet Powerful Steps to Create Your Radiant Life at RadiantLivingInstitute.com. Quick disclaimer before we get started, the information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Always seek the advice of your own medical practitioner and or mental health provider about your specific situation. Now, let's get started. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing one of my best friends, Dr. Arthi Surya. In addition to being an all-around amazing human being, Dr. Surya is an integrative medicine physician based out of Michigan, and today she is going to share her most recent self-care journey. Welcome to the Essential Self-Care Podcast, Dr. Surya. Thanks so much for having me on. Let's just dive right in. If you could give us some context of what you were going through when you realized that you needed to do or change something for your self-care and then if you could go into what that self-care looked like for you. Yeah, absolutely. So I was in a career transition. And so that is a big change and can be, you know, shake up your schedule a little bit and like what you thought your life would look like. For me, I already had really good habits. I would always try to get sunlight in the morning, try to keep like my nighttime routine in place. But the thing that my body was telling me was, you know, I think sometimes when there's self-care, people are like, oh, you need to be doing breathing or yoga and zoning out or that's what it should look like. And for me, I was like, gosh, my body really doesn't want to do that. Like it really feels like it wants to move and dance. And I already have been taking salsa lessons and Latin dancing, but I felt like my body wanted to do more of that. And so I was like, okay, well, let me listen to that and honor that. And so I just started to go to more classes and start to enjoy meeting new people through that. And that's where my focus shifted from this intense morning routine. I would just get up, get outside sunlight, fresh air, go for a walk. That was my zone out time instead of having to do this like intense yoga practice or something that Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we all think we need to be doing. And it's like, you know, that didn't feel good to my body. It felt more like a chore or like something I had to do rather than what I wanted to do. Yeah, I just started to just dance more and go to, and like every day, even if I didn't have class, I would play a song and just dance, you know, (laughs) dance around for a bit just to get my energy up before I started work the next day. Yeah, I just started enjoying that. Like I was like very conscious about, okay, what makes me happy? What do I like to do? And I was like, well, I should just do more of that. Yeah, I love so much about what you just shared. And so I want to just kind of highlight a few points from what you shared. And one of those is that your self-care practices don't have to look the same all the time. Right. And this is where I always say, and I feel like it's really important important and can be really helpful to build up your toolkit of self-care practices. Because depending on what you're going through in your life, sometimes you need to lean on different self-care 
practices. It's, it may not always be, like you said, mm-hmm. the intense yoga practice or the meditation practice. It may be finding variations in there or like for you, exploring different movement practices. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that I love that you shared was, and I just really think is very, very honorable because I I think it's not always an easy thing to do, which is that you really listened to your body and Mm -hmm. listened to your intuition in our culture and in our day and age, it can be so easy to fall into, well, this is what so-and-so says I should do for my self-care and put a lot of pressure and stress on ourselves. I see this all the time in the clients that I work with of just putting a lot of pressure and stress on themselves of everyone says, I'll just give an example that exercise is really good for me, or this sort of exercise is really good for me, or this sort of equipment is something that I just need to get to feel well and to practice self-care. And, and that's not always the case. And internally they're feeling so much resistance to it. So it's something that I often guide clients to do when I'm working with them is to find something that they enjoy, you know, exactly like you did. I, you said, I enjoy dance. I think Mm -hmm. this is a lot of fun and I need more of that. And I think that makes it so much easier and helpful in determining what self-care practice you want to integrate in your life and actually committing to it because Mm -hmm. it's something you enjoy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like I think there's this notion that in self-care you have to be like zoned out or have to have like candles burning and like it's got to be very elaborate and all that. It doesn't like just like literally put on some music and dance like that doesn't take any effort at all. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And I actually, you know, that's something I would often do too is I'd put on some music and dance, but I was going through actually a similar situation as you not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And I had remembered you telling me, <laughs> Hey, she I'm just putting on a song every morning and I just dance to get my energy up. And I clearly remembered that from one of our conversations. And I said, you know what? Yeah. Intermittently every so often I put on a song and I dance in the middle of the day or the evening (laughs) in my living room. But I also need to actually just commit to doing this every morning. And you inspired me and influenced me to sign up for salsa dance (laughs) well and to also put on a song in the morning. And I would just do it while my coffee was brewing and I would put on a song and and dance while my coffee was brewing. And you make a good point is that that it doesn't need to be extra time necessarily. Like I know everyone's busy and it can be overwhelming and all that. Like literally you're going to drink your coffee regardless, just put on some music. So that's perfect, right? Absolutely. I was just practicing my salsa basic stuff in my kitchen while my (laughs) coffee was brewing and, and it was fun. It was just such a fun way to start the day. Yes, exactly. And so, yeah, I, I encourage everyone just find what it is that you like. For me, with that music, how can you not move and feel energetic? Absolutely. And I'm curious because you have been doing this as a major part of your self-care practice for a while now. I'm curious what sort of changes or for lack of a better word, results have you seen since integrating this self-care practice for you, dance and movement? 
different over the period of time that you've been doing it? I would say it's kind of changed my motto a little bit in life. And I know I've shared this with you where I'm like, I'm just chasing fun. Being in a profession like medicine, it can be all consuming. And somewhere along the line, yes, you can be passionate about it, but it can be take over quite a bit. And so when I was going through this transition, I was very conscious about, okay, what is important to me? Yes, my career is important, but I also have these other aspects of me that need nourishing because I can't be a good doctor if I don't do this. If I don't have fun and if I don't have these outlets, I'm going to lose it basically. <laughs> yeah. So to me, I'm making it even a bigger part of my life now, like kind of flipping priorities in a way so that I can come in with my work also and be more productive or, you know, more engaged and not as burnt out. And because taking care of patients is it is taxing in a way. I enjoy Absolutely. it, but it is taxing. Absolutely. And it does take a lot of energy. Yes. And so it sounds like through this self-care practice at this time for you, dancing is a way for you to replenish that energy and keep your cup full and overflowing, yes. right. so to say. So that you can, and, and you said it so that you feel like you're able to be a better doctor in that mm -hmm. way. And I think that's a really important point too. Again, also something that I see often in working with clients is that they feel like, well, I don't have fill in the blank time, energy, space to do this because I have to work so many hours or I'm completely depleted after work or, or there's just this abundance of other responsibilities that I need to take care of. And so again, it is a big mindset shift. And I think totally. in the beginning, it's not an easy one to make either to say, hey, I am going to actually prioritize. And maybe that's not even the first step for someone, right? Because mm -hmm. to go from it not being a priority at all to all of a sudden being a high priority can yeah, be Yeah, you can't go job. like zero to 180. Like it was right. always in my life. I just started to shift. Right. So I always say also small changes make a large impact. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's just like something that we talked about earlier of, okay, the few minutes that my coffee is brewing, I'm going to do something for me during that right. time. Maybe it's not dancing for everyone. Everyone. You know, that's something that worked well for you and me, yes. but maybe it's while my coffee is brewing or my tea is steeping, whatever your, your flavor of choices in the morning that I'm going to sit and meditate and focus on my breath, or I'm going to sit next to the window in my kitchen and listen to the birds chirping outside, or I'm going to do a little bit of stretching, or I'm going to read one page in this inspiring book mm -hmm. that I have had sitting on my shelf for the past year. That's so great because it doesn't have to be this huge zero to 180 because if it is, it's not going to stick. Exactly. And that's another thing that I often see is kind of this all or nothing mindset that I have to go all in, do the hour long dance class five days a week. Yeah. Right. And that's not generally that doesn't stick when you go from no movement, no practice to this. I'm doing an hour five to seven days a week. But when you start small, when you start making these shifts in a very tangible and smaller increments, it's more likely to stick. And then what I've found both within myself, as well as clients I've worked with, is that generally you end up having so much fun that you do end up doing more, just like you said, with dance. 
Totally. Like, I mean, I am in, actually, while we're recording this, I'm in Chicago right now. I've taken a couple of days off. I actually came here for a full salsa Congress. <laughs> I immersed myself this whole weekend and right. like it was, or this past weekend and it was a blast. Like I never would have done anything like this before. Yeah. And we were just talking, as, as I mentioned, Dr. Siri and I are very good <laughs> friends. So we were just talking a few days ago about how a couple of years ago, when you had first started dancing, mm-hmm. the idea of going to a full weekend salsa the Congress, I mean, that wasn't even in the picture, right? No. You just started, you started somewhere, you started right. where you were at, right? And you had fun. And now two years later, you right. were able to go to this salsa Congress and dance all weekend. Um, right. And so that just goes to show again, kind of starting small, starting where you're at, listening to your body, listening to your intuition of what you find enjoyable, and then just finding one small way that you can be begin to explore that. And, you know, it's really interesting. Like, you know, you started dancing too. And like, when I actually came to visit you, we actually went out, we went and took a class and then we stayed for a social and it was a lot of fun. And so like, it's another way to bond with your friends and family that may not be something that you normally would have done otherwise. Absolutely. And that was my first Latin social dance. And Uh since then I've gone to another one and it's been (laughs) so much fun. You know, it can be a bit nerve wracking to go try something all by yourself right? the first time. So it was definitely, I felt more confident going to my second Latin social, having experienced it with you prior to that. And you're so right. And I love that as well. You know, once you start that self-care practice or following your fun, following your joy, it expands. That energy just expands, mm-hmm. right? Not only in what you had mentioned earlier of, of with your work, right? With your patient care and being a doctor and also with your family, with your friends, yes. the example that you just gave, it just, that energy just expands. Yeah. And I mean, I went to dinner with my cousins last night and they knew I was here for that. I think they're going to come with me next time. <laughs> so oh, that's like, oh, amazing. Awesome. Do they have beginner classes and all this stuff? And so you just never know. It might light that fire for someone else that they've been thinking about it, doing it for a bit. And then, yeah, so now all of them might be, you know, coming next time I go. And- Absolutely. And that's just like added benefit, positive side effect of yes. you listening to your body, being true to yourself and walking down that path. And mm-hmm. just as a added benefit, positive side effect. Yes. Fires and influences all of those around you, your loved mm-hmm. ones and others and in just wonderful ways. Yes. So it was, it would made me so happy because I was like, oh my gosh, wow. I had no idea people would be as into it or would want to try it. It reminds me of this concept in Ayurveda. Actually, there's this very big concept in Ayurveda that like increases like. And so if you're on this path of, as you've been saying, your motto these days is to follow the fun. <laughs> and so which is what you've been doing. And now you're seeing that energy, that positive energy continue to expand and grow because Mm -hmm. like increases like. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we, you know, the opposite is true as well, right? Like increases like, and if we're in a negative state, energetic state, emotional, mental, physical state, that can also increase until or unless we make those small shifts. Right? right. It doesn't have to, just like we said earlier, it doesn't have to be a complete 180 because that can be really, really challenging and un- on- honestly, almost, almost seem impossible. I'm not going to say it is impossible, but it can almost feel that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. but just making those small shifts and it just slowly, naturally then starts to expand. It's so fun to see that. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Dr. Thank you Surya. for having me, Dr. Ajmani. I really love our talk. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a positive review and share this episode with someone you know. And remember your free guide, six simple yet powerful steps to create your radiant life is waiting for you at radiantlivinginstitute.com. Download it today.